Good morning and welcome to Sharper Iron. Spend the next hour with us studying the living and active Word of God, His two-edged sword of law and gospel, recorded for you in Holy Scripture, all about Jesus Christ, crucified, risen, and ascended for you. Thanks for tuning in this morning here on Worldwide KFUO. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere. I'm your host, Pastor Timothy Apple of Grace Lutheran Church in Smithville, Texas. Sharper Iron is underwritten by the Lutheran Church Extension Fund, where your investments help support the work of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. Visit lcef.org for more information. On this Tuesday, March 29th, we're studying Luke chapter 19, verses 41 to 48. As Jesus enters into Jerusalem, he weeps over the unbelief of the city before going to the temple and driving out those who are abusing the Lord's house of prayer. To help us sharpen our faith in Christ as we study God's Word today, we have with us returning guest, Pastor Richard Mitwitty. Pastor Mitwitty serves at University Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas. Pastor Mitwitty, welcome back to Sharp Iron. Thank you. Good, good to be here. As we get started this morning, Pastor, let's talk some context. We're on Palm Sunday. What do we need to know about the context as we prepare to look at this part of Luke 19? Well, it is Palm Sunday, and uh, he's uh, approaching Jerusalem. Uh, and we want to focus on that on, on, on Jerusalem, I guess, a bit here in the, in, in the context of it here, just how important Jerusalem is to uh, to, 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 to Jesus and, and of course, to, to, to the Jewish people, uh, especially at that time. Uh, Jerusalem gets mentioned nearly 800 times in, in the scriptures. Uh, of course, at times it's also called Jebus, uh, um, and it's famous for um, David uh, capturing it, you know, that the, the very uh, uh, dramatic event of using the Gihon Springs, you know, the, the, uh, the, the water, water shaft in, into the city and the uh, then he he eventually makes it, you know, their their capital of, of the Israelites, and uh, and then uh, eventually brings the Ark of the Covenant there, um, and uh, so it's a it's a, you know very very you know important city and famous city for, for the Jewish people, but uh, of course Christianity is most famous for us the uh, the events of Jesus that 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 happened there, um, including today where he where he laments over the city as, as he approaches it. Um, and this isn't the first time that he's done this, this lament of, of the city back, back in, in, in Luke 13, which, which was the gospel reading for the, 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 the this past Sunday, the, the, the uh, um, uh, second Sunday in Lent, uh, he, he, he laments over the city. He doesn't mention that he, that he, that he actually cries or weeps during this, but, but he laments, and, and it's similar, but but in in, in that Luke thirteen uh, passage, he, he mentions about about you know wanting to you know you know gather his children uh, as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and and they were not willing. Uh, and then and then then dubs uh, Jerusalem as the the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent mm-hmm. to it. Oh, yeah, very prophetic there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, quite what a reputation for the city of Jerusalem to have, that, that that's that's what they're known for, is killing the prophets. And, and they're going to prove that true when it comes to Jesus. You know, I mean, you mentioned the city of Jerusalem and how often it shows up in the scriptures. And even within just the narrative that Luke's been giving us, Jerusalem has been in focus for quite some time, all the way back mm-hmm. in chapter 9. Jesus has set his face to go to Jerusalem, and now he's yeah, here. Yeah. Now he's mm-hmm. here. And so, I mean, you could see why the city of Jerusalem really comes back into view. 
particularly as Jesus is entering into it here. Uh, more more yeah. context. Keep going. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's great. He set his face toward it, and when his face gets there, it cries. Mm. <laughs> I, just, I just really thought about that. He gets there, and he's— he, yeah. He ain't happy with the place. <laughs> well, and what's what's striking about, you know, you mentioned he he laments over Jerusalem in Luke 13, and here he actually is said to weep over Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. it's striking that his lament and his weeping isn't over what happens to him there. I mean, he knows what's going to happen. Oh. He's told his disciples there more than once, but his lament and his weeping are what's going to happen to Jerusalem in the midst of what they are doing to him. It, it's striking where the Lord's emotion comes from it's a love for the city and then their rejection of him not out of a sadness for what's going to happen to himself right yeah he's he's he, he wants to gather them under him <laughs> he he wants to uh you know doesn't want them to, to, to be killing he's lamenting yeah and what's going to happen to the city as well you know, coming down the road here but uh um so yeah, it's it's Palm Sunday. He's like he, he he you know making his way down the Mount of Olives, and he stops and he laments and cries. Um, and it, it's interesting that you know on on the Mount of Olives there there there's a church uh, today um, that uh, it, that that recalls that event. It's the, the Church of uh, Dominus Flevit in, in Latin. The, the for the Lord wept. Um, and it, it's it's a fairly contemporary building. It was wasn't it was built in 1955, and it's. It's it's it, it's it's a dome shape to, to be a, a tear, a teardrop. Um, you know, it's, it's not the exact spot where it happened, probably, but it it, it marks the event there on the Mount of Olives and uh, really really cool chapel. I mean, it, it, it's sitting on a place where there was a a church back in the uh, uh, the, the the Byzantine area. I, I think the, uh, um, the fifth, fifth or sixth century um, that uh, that 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 it's on. So it's got some history, but. Uh, great place it's got a, a this, this beautiful um uh, 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 art piece on the a mosaic actually on, on the altar of a hen gathering her her, her chicks under mm-hmm. her, kind of rego- re- recalling that luke 13 lament um and then uh, this window that looks out uh, this beautiful view of, of the old city of jerusalem it has, it has a, a chalice on it and mm-hmm. it uh and, and and it centers itself not on the dome of the rock on, on the Temple Mount, which would have been, you know, the the, the Herod's temple, but it, it centers itself on the Church of the Holy Sepulchre of Jesus's mm-hmm. death and resurrection. That, that's kind of a cool thing. It's a neat thing. I hope if, if any listeners that have never been to Jerusalem, I highly encourage them to, to go there sometime and, and, and see these great things there. But uh, have you been there to that church? I, I've, I've, I've been to Jerusalem six times. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, and, and, and not every time to that church. It just kind of depends on schedule a little bit. But it's pretty neat. You you kind of walk down the Mount of Olives, um, kind kind of tracing, you know, tr- tracing the, uh, the 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 steps of Jesus there, and you stop at the uh, at the, the, the Dominus Flevit, mm-hmm. and then you make your way down to the Garden of Gethsemane there. So it's a it's a neat thing. Yeah, I, I, uh, looking forward to going back there in December, actually, awesome. knock on wood. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so, awesome. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, so you're going down the Mount of Olives, you stop there, you look upon the, I mean, the Holy Sepulchre, you said that, that church where, where the Lord was crucified, buried, raised, that's the, that's where you're looking at. And so kind of, which I think fits with what he's going to talk about here. He's talking about yep. Jerusalem's destruction, but at the same time, you know, he knows he's going there to die and to rise, which is, I mean, we're going to get into the text here, but the, that's the event that makes for peace. So what a, what a fantastic view 
mm. thinking in our Lord's, you know, putting ourselves in his shoes here, looking upon his own death and resurrection, that's the yeah. view he has as he speaks these words. Oh, that's a good point. I need to include that in my devotion there now. You, you just you gave me a really good idea there. Because, yeah, that, that, that brings real peace, and, and it's not feeling peace. And he knows there's a peace problem in this city, mm. um, that there's there, there's trouble coming. Yeah. You know, there's there you know for, for us that 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 piece is the trouble of our sin that that we're dealing with and and um and and and, and he he's lamenting that 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 this peace problem that they have and yeah. and, and it's, it's because of their lack of faith hmm. in what the prophets of, of old have proclaimed of of of, of what is you know to, to come for, for 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 his people and and, and and they're rejecting too what what he's proclaiming. Yeah, I, I love how he puts in there because because you did not know the time of your visitation, <laughs> mm. that 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 God has visited His people. Um, you know, thinking of Luke seven, you know, where you know they they see Jesus uh, per- perform a miracle. I'm forgetting what happens in there, um, and 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 they say a great prophet has arisen among us. God has visited His people. <laughs> Um, uh, that that that, uh, that 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 the Messiah has come, and and they're rejecting that, and, and there's this that uh, they, they 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 lack faith. There's there, there's a peace problem because they're not recognizing that God has come and, and visited His people. Here. Yeah, yeah. What's I mean, it's really striking. Just one more thing on the context, at least in my mind, that is the difference in tone between the previous text and this one. I mean, you imagine the joy of Palm Sunday as Jesus begins his journey on the donkey with the palm branches waving and the people shouting Hosanna. They even, yeah, yeah. you know, Luke even records that that word that's not in the other evangelist where he says the crowds are singing peace in heaven and glory in mm. the highest. You know, we can talk more about that piece ah, in a moment. Right. But what yeah. a what a difference in in tone. You've got this joyful shouting, singing, maybe some laughter suddenly gives way to the Lord's tears because he knows that those words of praise are not in faith. At least not mm. not fully and not by everyone and not by the great majority he's met by unbelief and and it leads mm. to this weeping here just a a striking change in tone that happens really suddenly from the the previous text into this one yeah that's a great point I, again it, even me I, i'd be reminded this happens on palm sunday this is during yeah. the procession the, the the we should call it the Mixed emotion Sunday, I guess. From now on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the the triumphal entry is is a different sort of triumph than I think most most of us think. You know, we don't think of triumph in the sense that it's going to happen to our Lord. And so, yeah, there there are some mixed emotions here. There is great joy, but then there is also great sadness. And again, because of the Lord knowing what's going to happen to Jerusalem, not so much about what's going to happen to Himself. Right, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and, and take a look at this text. Then we're in Luke 19, beginning now at verse 41. And again, this is on Palm Sunday that we start. And when he, Jesus, drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you, and hem you in on every side, and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you, because you did not know the time of your visitation. 
And he entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, My house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. And he was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priests and the scribes and the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him, but they did not find anything they could do, for all the people were hanging on his words. That's our text for today. That's Luke 19, verses 41 to 48. So Pastor Metwitty, as Jesus begins his weeping and his lament over Jerusalem, even without you know, Luke specifying that Jesus wept, you can, I think, hear the emotion in his words. It's, Would that you, even you, and he, he specifically points out, he wishes they had known the, the day, the things that make for peace. Talk more about this peace problem, as you said, that Jerusalem has. Well, first of all, it's pretty... Kind of, kind of ironic in a way that that, that that the name the word Jerusalem it's got peace in it. There, yeah. There's a Salem kind of giving or teaching or bringing peace, and and they don't even know what that is. They they, they they don't know that that true peace has come. That that the Prince of Peace is is there like right now, and they're just not looking for it. And and it's easy for us to you know put all that blame on them, but you know you know, you know for us too we we often seek the peace apart from Christ in, in, in dealing with things in our lives, or 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 we look you know for for some sort of outside source to provide peace for us, whether finances or in you know a career path or, or whatever you know that we. We, 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 or, or, or leaders of our government looking, you know, mm-hmm. to provide peace for us. And we see how that's working out in Ukraine right now. Uh, it's just, we, 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 we fail to realize the visitation of, of God is that, that he has sent peace to us. He's, he's giving it in, in, in his own, own son, not, not as the world gives, Jesus says, but peace that, that, that he gives to us. So, so yeah, the, the, the Jerusalem is, you know, even in their name is peace, but it, it's anything but that uh, that they're that they're looking for. Uh, so what uh, what how would you describe the peace that Jesus has come to bring? I mean, this is and, and I'll just say this, you know, this has been a term that's shown up showed up in Luke's gospel on multiple accounts. We mentioned already that it's there on Palm Sunday earlier in 19 verse 38 in the mouths of the crowd. It goes back to the well, I think it goes into to chapter one, and is it Zachariah's song that talks about our feet being in the way of peace? I think, and then you've got the peace from the angels that that is sung in the Gloria. So Jesus, on the one hand, has brought a peace. He's also mm-hmm. said, you know, I didn't come to bring peace; I came to bring a sword. That there's going to be division in him. So how? I mean, how would you describe the what is this peace that Jesus has come to bring that Jerusalem is missing? <sighs> Well, Jerusalem is looking for peace in their struggle against the Roman Empire and and all of the occupations that they've had for for you know, centuries before that. I think their peace is still rooted in their nationalism. Mm-hmm. That as a nation, we 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 want peace within our land, peace within our you know our our, our cities and, and borders and. And and the Pharisees are you know are are, are, are wanting that too, and, and they and they find peace within their following of the law, mm. and peace within just being soundly Jewish, I think, and and, and being separated from, from from the rest of you know of Gentiles. So I think that's part of their struggle. There is is their, their their peace you know nationally as 
as a Jewish people, and they've struggled with that for you know for how long here. So I think that's I think that's a pardon the pun a piece of the puzzle here that they're that they're dealing with. But, uh, um, but yeah, the, that's, but then on the right. other hand, right? Jesus is the one who has come to bring peace with God, and I perhaps the surprising thing about what's going to happen with Jesus is he's going to do that through the cross, that the the Prince of yeah. Peace is the one who suffers all of this violence in order mm-hmm. to bring this peace with God. And that only comes to those of faith. It doesn't, you know, you talked about the nationalism, that peace with God isn't because of a person's bloodline. And you talked about the mm-hmm. legalism of the Pharisees, that peace with God doesn't come because of how well I keep the law. That peace right. with God only comes through faith in Christ, who is the Prince of Peace. Right. It's not a bloodline, but his blood that's going to bring peace for, for our souls. You know, that's a, and, and, it's, and it's peace that it, it's, I mean, it's kind of incomprehensible. It's, you know, beyond understanding, yeah. as Paul says. It, it's, it, it's this peace of the kingdom of, of, of God that has come in, in him. We're, we're so, you know, focused on, on, on earthly peace in our, in our thinking about that, but, uh, and to, to have peace, you know, deep in, in, in our souls and in the eternal sort of thing is, is beyond our, our comprehension here. So it's easy to, to resort to the the uh, the peace of, you know, of, of of earthly things and uh, of, of, of that. So it's uh, yeah, Jesus is so far beyond that. Um, and, 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 and he weeps because they're rejecting that peace that that God has for them um and, and, and in that sense and they're rejecting god really, right. uh, as as they did back when the prophets were banging on their doors and saying hey guys repent um and 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 and, and seek the lord uh they they, they rejected them you know totally and and killed the stone the prophets right jesus is right saying that right know? i mean that that really connects this lament over Jerusalem with the previous one in Luke 13, where Jesus says, how often I would have done this, how often I I wanted to gather you, and how often, in fact, he did reach out to them to do precisely that. And I think Mm -hmm. that that same, you know, desire of the Lord is behind his words here, especially where he says, you know, you, even you, and you can just hear him in his words there, how he's recalling all of the prophets that he had sent. Mm -hmm. And I mean, of all the cities to reject yeah. the Lord's peace, Jerusalem was the one that shouldn't have, and and yet they did, despite the numerous prophets that the Lord had sent. Yeah, they should change the name of the city to Lamentsalem. <laughs> it's it's lament because he's lamenting their lack of peace. Yeah, that's and 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 they've. Um, Gosh, where do I want to go with that? It was that, and, and it's a city that really has not known that much peace, <laughs> yeah. um, with 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 so much that has happened, and and history just carried that out th- throughout. Of course, Jesus is talking about what's going to be coming in in in, in seventy A.D. When, when the Romans, uh, you, know, you know, tear it to pieces. <laughs> Another pun. Sorry, Pastor Apple. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Can't help yourself. Uh, I know, no, I can't. <laughs> I am who I am. Um, and uh, and then after that, you know, with, with all the different occupations, the Crusades, uh, uh, even today, it's not really all that peaceful. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, it, it, it's not. So uh, uh, it's it's it, it's a place to often lament. Yeah. Sure. Well, and and I think you know the 
the irony of it, though, despite all of that violence that did happen there in Jerusalem, it was intended to be a city of peace. But again, that peace that passes understanding, the peace Mm -hmm. that is given by God alone— I mean, and we're going to talk about this in the a little bit later when we talk about Jesus clearing the temple, but that was the whole point of the temple, was to give that mm. peace with God that comes from sins forgiven. And they Indeed. that's what they were missing, even more than the, the violence, which was plenty bad and was often as a result of their rejecting the peace with God. I mean, that's the real tragedy, is that they had rejected this peace with God, and they'd done so over and over again. And I think, you know, here's where we we could probably make some connections with some of the prophets that came before. You know, Jesus is here. This is the day of God's visitation. But God had sent prophets to this city before, and I, I think particularly, at least in my mind, it stands out, Jeremiah comes to mind here as a comparison mm-hmm. with Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, talk about another lamenter here. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps Jesus even read or recalled Lamentations before he made this trek down to uh, Jerusalem. We'll have to ask him that one day. Say, right. maybe he was reading it on the way down. Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah, you know, his, his, you know, especially about you know directly to Jerusalem. You know, uh, Jerusalem, wash your heart from evil uh, and be warned, O Jerusalem. He's, in chapter six, he says, lest I turn from you. And make you a desolation, uh, mm. and that was coming, and 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 that and that and that did uh, under the the Babylonians, and and then he also wept too. You know, Jeremiah, the the, the weeping prophet, that uh, several times he recalls his 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 his, his weeping, and, and then the entire book of Lamentations is probably pretty tear soaked. Uh, the the yeah. original <laughs> manuscript, I imagine, um, and, and and he prophesies about destruction coming mm-hmm. you know it's, it's not just you're lacking peace but also there there's consequences coming and, and of course in 586 that did by the babylonians and 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 and, 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 and jesus is kind of connected to jeremiah jesus is in uh, in matthew 16 is referred to as as jeremiah you know when when he asked the uh the disciples you know who do who do people say that i am and and uh, and and this says well some say John the Baptist others say Elijah others Jeremiah or one of the other prophets so Elijah and Jeremiah stick out as two that get mentioned um, and uh, um, um, they both love Jerusalem dearly yeah well and that's you know I mean the thing about I think there's a, a number of things that that stand out with Jeremiah particularly here one is the the message that Jeremiah preached to the city of Jerusalem was an awful lot like what you were saying earlier about their trust in particularly nationalism. In the time of Jeremiah, there were people who were saying, uh, the refrain that they used was, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple Mm, of the mm -hmm. Lord. As long Mm -hmm. as we're here in Jerusalem and the temple stands, we're okay. That was their thought, that they would be okay no matter how they lived, no matter what they believed, they would be okay as long as the temple, that building was standing. And Jeremiah said, no, (laughs) that's not how it works. You need Mm. repentance. And he Mm -hmm. proclaimed that repentance to the people by means of the destruction that was going to come. But he did so for the purpose, and God's whole purpose in this, in talking about the destruction ahead of time 
was so that the people would turn from their sinful ways then and there, and that God would then relent of the disaster that he was proclaiming ahead of time. That You mentioned the reading for the second Sunday in Lent, that Luke 13 passage where Jesus uh, laments over Jerusalem, and that that gospel reading is paired with a reading from Jeremiah 26, where Jeremiah oh, yeah. tells the people yeah. precisely that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're mad that I'm preaching this destruction against Jerusalem. Well, it's going to happen unless you repent. And that's what God wants, is that you would repent now. And I think, you know, I mean, that that is the same thing that Jesus is up to here. He does know what's going to happen. But even in this lament, this weeping over the city, there's a call to the city to repent before this day of disaster comes. So I think, I mean, again, there's a lot of similarities here between Jesus and Jeremiah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, ironically, Jeremiah is one of those prophets that is not killed right. in Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, but, but, but Jesus is, is, is going to, 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 to die there. Um, uh, and again, both of them uh, are, are, are warning about destruction. The uh, Babylonians, uh, in the case of uh, Jeremiah, 586 uh, BC, uh, but, but Jesus in, in, in his, that, uh, uh, 70 AD, you know, some like, you know, you know 40 years later, uh, the, uh, um, destruction comes by, uh, the Romans. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, Jesus, you know, mentions this, uh, they're, they're, they're not going to leave one, one stone. Uh, um, I don't know, you know how, how did he say it here in 19 that, uh, um, uh, they, they, they will not leave one stone upon another in, in, in you. Uh, it's going to be a thorough uh, tearing down to, to, to the ground of this here. Um, and, 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 and that's exactly what happened. In fact, in, um, in, in, uh, in Matthew, Mark, and, and Luke, I think John has it, later that week in the temple, Jesus brings it up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, 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 the, when the disciples say they're kind of walking around in the temple say, Jesus, check out this beautiful building. Isn't this great? And he goes, oh, guess what? You remember the stones are going to be torn down, all, all of these stones here. Um, and uh, you, you can actually see those stones today that were part of the Temple Mount structure that were, 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 were basically um, chiseled out and, and pushed off of the Temple Mount onto the ground Ar- archaeology has you know un- unearthed these these great stones that are just laying there uh right right next to the temple that you can see these these, these actual stones and even some inscriptions from the top of it of of, of the uh of, 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 of the temple uh, on the very top so these you, you can see these actual stones that were were not left on on, on the top of each other there um so right. so, so it's a yeah it's a grim warning that's right. Oh. That's right. Yeah, it is. I mean, and this is, again, Jesus is weeping over this reality because he does know what is to come. He does not desire this for his city. He wants them to receive the peace that he has come to bring. He laments, mm-hmm. he weeps that they do not, and the fate that is going to befall them in 70 AD because of that. We're going to pick up more of that on the other side of the break. You're listening to Sharper Iron here on KFUO. We are talking about Luke 19 with Pastor Richard Mitwitty. We'll be right back. Please stick around.
Did you know that Lutherans are helping new American immigrants get settled? How about struggling church workers in need of support and refreshment? And we assist at-risk children and provide disaster response to hurricane victims. Through LCMS recognized service organizations, we are doing all this and more. I'm Rahema Kavuga of Lutheran Church Extension Fund, and I don't want you to miss out on hearing what your brothers and sisters in Christ are up to. Visit interesttime.org to see how your support gives life to these works of mercy and love. Welcome back to Sharper Iron. It is Tuesday, March 29th. We are studying Luke chapter 19, verses 41 to 48 with Pastor Richard Mitwitty. He serves at University Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas. Pastor Mitwitty, prior to the break, we were talking about Jesus' prediction that the Roman army will not leave one stone upon another there in Jerusalem, and particularly in the temple, as you mentioned. And that did, in fact, happen. But I think with this matter of stones being turned over, that Jesus does give us a a glimpse of the gospel that he's going to proclaim later when he quotes from the Psalms, and he calls himself the stone that the builders has rejected has become the cornerstone. So though these stones in Jerusalem will be toppled completely, there is another stone coming, and his name is Jesus, and and upon him, a new Jerusalem will be built. Right, and the the, the, the builders, you know, his people have, have rejected that stone and, and they're, and then they, in fact, they even are, are, are tripping over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He becomes a stumbling block to them. I think really that's what Peter gets to when he quotes that, that the stone, the builders rejected become the cornerstone. He, he's, he, he's known some stumbling blocks in his mm. day, but uh, yeah, he, Jesus is, 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 he, he's the new temple. He is the temple. You know what Jeremiah? Some they're saying, "Well, the temple, the temple, the temple." Well, here, you know, here, here is the true temple that brings the, the the place of the real forgiveness of sins is is in Jesus Himself, and where where true peace is to be held. Yeah, the, the temple is supposed to be this place of peace and the forgiveness of sins. Um, but now Jesus is is is, is the he, he is the cornerstone. Of the new temple, he he is what the temple is, perfectly, uh, in in its function, uh, doing for, for for his people. Um, yeah, so great connection there with the, uh, the with, with you know these stones are coming down, the true stone is uh, about to come down from the cross and rise again, mm. and, and 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 become the forgiveness that 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 the the, the temple offers offers. Right, and I, I want to make sure we talk plenty about the temple when we get to verses forty five and following, when Jesus cleanses mm. the building that's there. But even with just you know Jerusalem uh, in this first part of the text, you know we were talking about visiting Israel, visiting Jerusalem. You've been there what six times? You said I've never been there. I would love to, but I've never been there. Mm-hmm. The the wonderful thing about being a Christian and where the Lord chooses to dwell is that you don't have to go to the city of Jerusalem to actually be in Jerusalem, if I can say it that way. <laughs> when, we, when we rightly understand what this Jerusalem is, talk talk a little bit more about how Jesus then, and then into the church, that that becomes this real Jerusalem in which we dwell, even if we never make it to that city in the Middle East. Well, Jesus is everything that Jerusalem is supposed to be. I think is, is the way to think about that, and 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 it 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 is really the the the, the true bringer of peace 
is is embodied in 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 Jesus as you know looking at him as as, as Jerusalem um as as the holy city you know when we talk about you know Israel as the holy land and and the holy city and even the chosen people that's all pointing to and fulfilled in in Jesus as the holy one you know the mm-hmm. the city itself is not is not holy. The land itself is not holy. The it, 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 it's it's the holy one who's come from there, and and fulfills everything that is, is that that it's a that land and, and and this city is supposed to be. It, it's all there to bring this Messiah into the world, to bring that real true peace in a land that really doesn't know peace. <laughs> there even today, that this is God's peace. This is his visitation, is in himself here in human flesh and blood, in in that particular place at that particular time. Um, this, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's great to go there. You don't have to, because Jesus is is what everything Jerusalem and the land embodies. Mm. Yeah, literal, literally in his visitation. <laughs> That's right. Well, in there, you know, I mean, what Jesus, he, Jesus embodies it, his visitation, those things connect to us as Christians living in the church today. Where does Jesus embody himself for us today? Oh. Where does he visit us today? That's mm. where Jerusalem is. You can answer those questions, Pastor Mitt, would you? Hopefully through you, <laughs> a hanging curve with that one. Yeah, well, no, no, it's great. And it, visitation probably— Probably, maybe incarnation is, is ah. the better word, maybe to use. You know, where he was incarnate, that where is he incarnate now? You know, not not, not you know, but 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 you know, we as Lutherans, you know, we, we have a solid grip on on the uh, on the grace that we know in 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 the uh, in the means of grace, that 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 Jesus visits us in His Word and in sacraments. You know, that's that 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 that's that's where He is now. We have. Kind of have Jerusalem on our altars <laughs> on Sunday, and in 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 our readings of the Scripture, that what you know Jerusalem has brought to us uh, in, in in the visitation of Jesus um, uh, is, is, is did did I at least get, get the bat on the curve for there? sure? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, well, you know, think about the think about the this is Palm Sunday. What do we sing right before we receive the sacrament? We sing the words from Palm Sunday, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I mean, there is Jerusalem on the altar for you. The Holy One comes to you. He brings you his body and his blood to mm-hmm. to see you through this journey now until you do make it to that heavenly Jerusalem. So I mean take us take us all mm-hmm. the way to the end of the scriptures there Pastor Mitwedy. Yeah, the, the the new Jerusalem that that is coming. That's that's when we see, you know, this this all all come to be what it's supposed to be that you know, uh, Jerusalem was destroyed and there's a new one. Yeah, Jesus was destroyed in Jerusalem and he was raised. <laughs> um and, and 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 we too in 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 our resurrection will we'll see the new Jerusalem that, you know, that revelation 21, you know, promised that then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven first earth passed away. And I saw the Holy city, new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Um, and, and, and that then, then the voice the behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. Uh, he will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God Himself will be with them as their God. You know, it, Jerusalem and the temple it, 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 were, was was a place where God, you know, came to His people there in the 
in, in, especially with, with the ark there in, in, in the mercy seat, this, this was the presence of God, you know, and here, here in the new Jerusalem, we, we see, we see Jesus, you know, you know, as, as the new Jerusalem. Um, and, uh, and Jeremiah even brought that up too. Um, and, and the, you know, says, you know, the days are coming. God says, when I fulfill the promise for the, the, the house of Israel and Judah, um, a righteous branch will spring up from David, uh, bring uh, justice and, and righteousness in the land. Uh, in those days, Judah and Jerusalem will dwell securely, and its name will be the Lord is our righteousness. So the, 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 the new Jerusalem, when, 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 when God's people and, and Jerusalem are secure is when the Lord is our righteousness. Yeah. So when, God, when G- well, I was say, so God, God grant us then as Christians to recognize the time of our visitation, to recognize the things that bring us peace. I mean, you know, again, this is this is, this is good news, but it mm-hmm. is in the context of Jesus weeping over those who are rejecting it. So God, God yeah. grant us to recognize these things that Jerusalem tragically missed in indeed in at, in Luke nineteen. Yeah, and this, and this. Uh, just, just moving us in, into the next part. More emotion, sure. In the temple. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, Jesus. He's been surrounded by shouts of joy, singing. There's, there's been some laughter. Now he's been weeping, and now he's going to get angry. Now, I, I would say of the evangelists, Luke's account of this event of Jesus sometimes is called cleansing the temple is pretty subdued. It, he doesn't he doesn't include all of the details that we get from the other evangelists about Jesus making a whip of cords and right, you know right, I mean, right. he, he Luke doesn't actually use any language of emotion although we you know we know it from the other evangelists. Luke's right, pretty subdued. Right. But give us I mean so take us into this. We we've been talking about Jerusalem. Now our focus turns specifically to the temple. So take us mm-hmm. from the city of Jerusalem more specifically to the temple. Give us some of that Old Testament context. What's the the point of the temple? Yeah, and, and I guess first of all, it, this it, it Luke makes it look like it, he just immediately went there, but I guess it, it's really this happens the next day. It happens on Monday. I I, I, I I that I think Mark points out to us. Mark maybe maybe John also that he said the next day Jesus went to, in, into the temple, so that that might not have gone there right right there on uh, on Sunday, but on the next day, but, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the temple had always been accessible for all people, for, for, for Gentiles, even they could only go so far on in that they, they could go into, into the, into the court of the temple, the, the court of the Gentiles, but they could not go into the actual temple area. You know, we, we, we look, we look at this big temple mount that's there, you know, in Jerusalem, it was part of the whole structure. That's not really the temple. The temple is, is that, you know, that, that one big, you know, building that's there in one, that one part there. So that's the, 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 there's the temple mount and then there's the temple and the temple mount is mostly just a big open area for, 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 for pilgrims to gather basically and Gentiles and, and, and Jews alike. The Gentiles could go into, into a certain area. In fact, there was a, a wall that said, Hey, if you're a Gentile, don't go past here. You're going to die. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll kill you basically. And, and even today you can still see where that wall was mm. the, the, to today. You don't see the inscription or anything, but you can still see where that divider was. Um, so it's always been, it's always been a house of prayer for all people. 
and this is part of what what what, what irks Jesus so much is here. There's the money changers and the people selling things there, which really shouldn't have been in that area to begin with. That should have been outside of the whole Temple Mount area. But this was their great chance to make a lot of money and uh, you know, for, for selling animals and kind of not giving the best exchange rate on their, on their money coming from different areas of the, uh, of the Roman world here. Um, so that really, that, that really irks Jesus that this, you, you're, 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 it's supposed to be a place of peace for people, for them mm-hmm. to pray and to experience the presence of God. And here you're just basically make, making it into, into a crime scene. Basically, right, right. I mean, there's a number of things that stand out in just what Luke gives us. He quotes here from both the Psalms and Jeremiah. Or no, I'm sorry, that's Isaiah, isn't it? My house shall be a house of prayer. I think that's Isaiah, not the Psalms. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Why am I thinking? Why am I thinking that's Daniel? But okay, go ahead. That's okay. So yeah, I'm I'm looking at my Lutheran study Bible says it's cited from Isaiah 56 and Jeremiah 7. These two things. But the one of the one of the things that stands out from that Old Testament quote. My house. Jesus says that this is my mm-hmm. house. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and that that mm-hmm. really that if you're thinking in Luke's gospel, that goes all the way back then. I think to like Luke two, where you have Jesus as a twelve year old boy. He calls it my father's house. Now he says mm-hmm. my house. I mean, Jesus is is making a pretty strong claim here for who the temple actually belongs to, and yeah, it's not point. it's not these people who are buying and selling, but it's actually him. Hmm. Um. Indeed. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is where he has come to bring them, they're, 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 they're going to experience the presence of God and here he is (laughs) and uh, they're carrying on with, with, with all of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and they're, you know, the way you said it, they're going to experience the presence of God and to connect that to the previous text and God has come to visit his people. How are they going to receive him? And, and yeah. the people, by and large, in Jerusalem are not going to receive him with the peace that he desires to give, the peace that he has come to bring, but they will receive him with rejection. So even yeah. though it is, you know, he has come, they are going to continue to reject him. And this this claim about, you know, my house shall be a house of prayer, what Jesus says about the temple, and we think about some of the other things he said about the temple, particularly like in John 2, where he talks about, They'll destroy the temple and he'll rebuild it. These are the mm-hmm. these are the things that they're going to speak. They're going to twist the words of Jesus, but these these things are going to show up again later in Holy Week as the primary accusations against Jesus. I, I think sometimes we we don't always recognize the full offense of some of these words that Jesus speaks, but he's he's gone into their church, if I can say it that way, and mm-hmm. he's brought a wrecking ball. They get mad at him mm. for this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 as if sometimes I think that Jesus is saying, you know, this it's this this place has had its it it it's had its purpose, mm. um, and its real purpose was was the, the presence of God and the forgiveness of sins, and now He again embodies that. Yeah. And it's like you you really don't need this place anymore. Right, kind of, kind of thing. Yeah. Especially when you're, especially when you're doing this to it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's that's really Luke. I think he particularly and all the evangelists make this point that the the temple as a building 
is no longer necessary after the events that happen in Jerusalem this week during Holy mm-hmm. Week. And again, yeah, my house. And that I think that connects to what we're talking about with the stones. The stones here are going to be thrown over. But the now speaking more specifically about the temple, the temple will be rebuilt. It will be rebuilt in Jesus mm-hmm. as the cornerstone. Mm-hmm. He is the dwelling place of God among men. He gathers you know, the people into living stones. That's the, the language that St. Peter uses in his epistle. But this, mm-hmm. you know, this language of my house, that's that's starting, that's the, the building block of yeah. the of of this new temple. Mm-hmm. And and then the other thing that stands out to me in Jesus' words here, so my house shall be a house of prayer. Jesus has has recently spoken about prayer here in the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 18 mm-hmm. at the beginning. He told a parable about prayer, the persistent widow who won't leave that judge alone. And then I think more pertinent to, to these words of Jesus is the parable that he tells right after that about the Pharisee and the tax collector who find mm-hmm. themselves in the temple praying. And, and mm-hmm. you've got the Pharisee praying about how great he is. And then you've got the tax collector praying the, the prayer, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And that tax collector is the one who's who goes home justified before God. I think mm. that parable combined with Jesus' language here about, you know, a house of prayer. Well, what what kind of prayer are we talking about? The mm. prayer that seeks the mercy and the forgiveness from God, apart from works, mm. apart from any money that that is exchanged, but that's that's God's intention for the temple and that's God's intention mm-hmm. for for Jesus. Yeah, we you know, he says that you know, this is my house. It's a house of prayer, and the people like say, "No, this is this is a house of money. This is a yeah. house for, for us to do our thing." And and, and perhaps we we today we're, we're guilty of that too. We you know we we think you know of 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 our house, you know, our life, you know, you know, you know, my house is. It's, I I need to be concerned about money. I need to be concerned about my career path. I need to be concerned about all these things in life, and we lose track of. The, the the house of God, the, the temple of God, in, in our prayer life, in our, and and our, and our, just our, our reliance on 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 God for, for those things in our life. If we so we can get pretty wrapped up in our own house, <laughs> and and not be concerned about the house of God uh, at times. So Lord have mercy on us all. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and I think you know talking about my house being a house of prayer and and having a focus on the house of the Lord. You know, we'll talk about the church buildings that we have today as the house of of God, and I think mm-hmm. rightly so. But but more than just about the physical space, but about what happens there, about the one right. who who comes to meet us there. Why why do we call the the sanctuary in Smithville, which looks like a church building uh, traditionally, mm-hmm. or the the sanctuary at University Lutheran in Austin, which is in a high rise. You know, right. why, why do we call that? And it looks entirely different. Well, maybe not entirely, but but <laughs> different in terms of aesthetics. Both of those we would call God's house, mm-hmm. not because of the aesthetics, but because of the one who comes to meet us there. And Indeed. the purpose for which he comes, which is that we mm. might offer mm. our prayers and he might deliver his mm. gifts. Amen. Yeah, that's it's it's God's house because God is there. It's not just because it's a house, it's a building, but 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 Jesus has come, visited his people, and he visits in that place or any place in his word and sacraments, those 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 beautiful thing ways that are 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 make it the house of God because mm. God is 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 there. Yeah. 
Right. Well, well, and that, you know, I mean, just that whole conversation means that this text is about more than whether or not you should count money in the church building or in the right. sanctuary, which, yeah. I, and I understand why that, that that's been an application in the past. And I, I agree with that and, and removing a temptation, but it's, it's more about where do you count the offerings on, it's, sorry, it's less about where do you count the offerings on Sunday morning and it's more about what actually happens on Sunday morning. Who is it that's indeed. coming to you to give you his gift? That's that's what this text is about. Not yeah, so much indeed. about where you count. It's not the money; it's their sins that they bring along with it. Yeah. In, in their in, in their use of it. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's a that's a whole, hopefully a short discussion about <laughs> about, about money in the church. But uh, um, um, and it's a whole other discussion too about people today wanting to rebuild the temple. Mm. And you know, have a a, a a a third temple, and that's that's a that's a whole another discussion. Well, uh, it, you know, it, it's yeah, we we could spend a whole episode on on that theology that claims yeah. that the temple needs to be rebuilt, and and a right. text like this factors into that discussion. You know, this yes. goes to what we were saying. Where is the temple now? It's not mm-hmm. a building in Jerusalem, and it never will be again. It's yeah, always indeed. about. Jesus Christ. He's the temple raised from the dead, and wherever he's present, that's where God is dwelling. And so Christians have no concern for whether or not the temple gets rebuilt. It doesn't need to be. Or shouldn't have. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why, why do we want to put people back in the old sacrificial system? I think the writer of <laughs> Hebrews has something to say about that. Yeah, thank you. Yes. <laughs> and our Lord yeah. right here has yeah. something to say about that as well. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could, I could get going on that. So I was just saying, it's a whole other discussion. That meant I don't want to go there because I won't stop. Well, yeah, so let's it, it's just, go ahead. It's just go ahead. Unnecess- it's, it's just unnecessary. It's right. We 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 have Jesus. Why do we want that? But anyway, that's right. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, and so notice how then the this event of cleansing the temple, driving out those who are selling. It's like Jesus is taking back what rightly belongs to him, because in, in the last two verses of our text, Jesus is teaching daily in the temple. This becomes his go-to place during Holy Week, those first couple yep. of days of the week. Mm-hmm. He comes mm-hmm. back here again and again, teaching the Word of God. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, that's what the—again, that is part of what the temple is supposed to be there— when he gets rejected in the end, you know, again, he is now the temple. The building is no longer important. But notice how he he continues this claim by teaching daily in the temple. And and now, you know, th- these last two verses of our text are, are pretty loaded, I think. You know, you, you've got Jesus teaching and you've got his enemies. And, and here's the conflict that we're going to observe over the next several chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like he's it's like almost his last ditch effort for okay, guys, I'm going to be here every day, you know, we, 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 it, it, for, for, for the Pharisees, anybody that, or his enemies, it kind, kind of, last chance, come on, you yeah. know, uh, can, can't you guys see what's happening? And that's, that, that, that's what they keep throwing at him, the, uh, the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, everybody gets, try, tries to get, get their pound of flesh from him, and he just sends them packing. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 and then even at their best, they can't do anything because, King, he's popular. Right. King, the people, they think the people like him. So we have to do this away from the crowd. We have to do this, you know, it's some someplace secret. Then they have to enlist, you know, help from, 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 from Judas. But uh, that's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that teaching in the temple is kind of like, yeah, it's just really attaching himself to 
the 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 fulfillment of everything that's happening in there is you know what what, what this place is all about really all about you know here it is here i am in in in, in my house yeah um, um and then i think maybe chasing people out was a, a precursor of, of saving them from hey you don't want to be here in 40 years from now you, you want to get out of here sure <laughs> sure yeah yeah i mean what what jesus does here at the end of our text really does set the stage for the rest of holy week as you said we're going to yeah. see one group after another it's like they line up to try to take a swing at jesus and they mm-hmm. all miss and and finally it is that secretive nature in, in which they they think they're going to get him but even then we will see our lord's triumph through his death and his resurrection. So we're setting the stage for all of that. Pastor Metwood, we got about two minutes here on the morning. Help us to, to wrap things up. R- remind us of the both the warning and the good news that's here in this last few verses of Luke 19. Oh, gosh. Um, the yeah, there's there's always people trying to to, to tear down Jesus you know, then and in our lives today. It's, I guess it's technically kind of worse now more than ever of the um, not just uh, animosity against uh, religion in general and Christianity in particular. Now it's, it's, you know, there's, 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 there's open uh, attacks against that in America. It's still not all that bad, but uh, the uh, in parts of the world where people die for their faith and, 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 and Jesus is, is feeling the brunt of that. And, and we do too, but the, the, the good news is, is that uh, we, we, we still hear the teachings of Jesus. We can hear them daily as we, as we read the scripture and, and are, are, are part of a, of, a, of a congregation that is you know, preaching the word and, and distributing the sacraments, that, there is, uh, that, that Jesus cannot be destroyed. And he cannot be destroyed in our lives either. Uh, that that you know, in these in these days when when it's tough to be a follower of Jesus, uh, there is uh, still great comfort and joy in knowing that he cannot be destroyed, and, and neither can we. And it's if we uh, you know hold in faith in him, um, and and look beyond the disasters that are are here and 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 possibly coming uh, for us. Pastor Richard Mitwitty is pastor at University Lutheran Church in Austin, Texas, helping us today with Luke chapter 19, verses 41 to 48. Pastor Mitwitty, thanks for being our guest today. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm your host here on Sharper Iron, Pastor Timothy Apple of Grace Lutheran Church in Smithville, Texas. If you have any questions about Luke 19 or any comments on the series, please send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. Or use the open mic feature on the app to send a message to us. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for spending the morning with us. Talk to you again tomorrow.